And this is us on the This Too Much podcast. Yay! <laughs> or should I say boo because this episode. I know this episode, but it's it's so beautifully done. So beautifully done. I like can't, I kept thinking that the whole episode, I was like, this episode, and what's even crazier, and here everybody hold on to their gutchies because everyone was likable in this episode as an adult. I know. I literally wrote that in my notes too. I was like, for once, I'm like not mad at anybody. I have to tell you though, I couldn't, I had no least favorites, right? But I I couldn't pick one favorite. So I had to pick a couple. <laughs> That's okay. I had a least favorite, but it was like something that it was like super minor. I just thought it was like a little bit weird. Yeah. It's like very minor though. Very, I know. Like Actually, I, I, I bet I know what you're going to say, so I can't wait to get there. So you say it and I can be like, yeah, I thought that was gross too. Um, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so with that, would you like to give us a heartbreaking sage synopsis? <laughs> I would. So the synopsis is not that heartbreaking, to be honest, but this is season two, episode 13. That'll be the day. And it says, Kevin helps Brandel and Beth with a project. Kate contemplates a big gift for Toby. Jack and Rebecca talk about their future. Okay. I know. Let's believe that nothing's going to happen. (laughs) I know. It's like very like nonchalant. I also think that the Kate contemplating a big gift for Toby, that's like kind of a weird way of wording it. I'm not sure how I'd word it, but. That's a very, well, to me, animals aren't gifts. Right. Like I'm very like that's like a strict thing that I believe like you shouldn't be giving someone an animal for a gift because they're I'm one of those an animal is part of your family not just like a pet right yeah you know so I think it's a weird thing to say but like that's I mean whatever yeah sometimes I feel like they do put things in there like that to redirect you yeah I'm sure that they do too I also think like they could have said more about Kevin Right. Like, because he's making all of his amends in this. This is a big episode for Kevin. I agree. Like, even though it's so weird, because I feel like it was so nice for them to focus on everybody equally for once. Mm -hmm. Even though Randall and Kevin were kind of together, but they kind of separated off too. So, yeah, I think it's because we've had a lot of like pretty focused episodes lately because we did one two and three and then we had Clooney which I would like argue was a lot more I mean it had everybody in it's like Randall 2.0 episode yeah I mean it did have like Kate and Kevin's storylines in it but I feel like they were like a little bit more minor like Kate's was just about Madison in the wedding dress shopping you know um and Kevin's was just about adjusting to like Miguel and Rebecca. So I just feel like they were like more minor storylines compared right. to Randall's. Yeah. I do want to say something, guys. And I'm just saying it right now. And I'm going to say it several times in this episode. Jack Pearson 
is a perfect dad, okay? And I'm putting him back on his pedestal because this episode was traumatizing. You should see the text that Sage and I have when we're watching episodes, first of all. And then I sent <laughs> Sage's Snapchat of me crying. <laughs> yeah, he was like pretty amazing in this one. Oh. I, I'll give you that. I don't think we ever took him off the pedestal though. I one episode I was like yeah he's not doing his best yeah I mean I think doing his best <laughs> but I think like this is what I mean we're breaking it down this is like our own little therapy session right now right. but I think that's like exactly our opinions of him and the way that we talk about him are what like the therapist was trying to bring up in Kevin's therapy episode right. about how like they refuse to talk about the bad things about Jack like we refuse to take him down off this pedestal just because like we still he talked about the bad things which was like one big bad thing one big looming yeah but I think that like it's just like part of being human you know yeah my hair my hair is doing something weird today guys I can't quite figure it out so Sage is <laughs> probably like quit playing with your hair it's fine I don't care so shall we get into season two, episode 13? Yes. The episode that wrecked my life. <laughs> so we start off with, we see an older couple that we don't know. Yep, Sally and George. Sally and George. And they're going through stuff in their garage. <laughs> and Sally wants to basically throw everything away. And yeah, I'm Sally. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I used to be George, like when I was like young, high school, middle school, like even a little bit into college, I was George. Now I'm a Sally. Get rid of it. I feel like the older I get, because my whole thing is about stuff like, yeah, some stuff is like very sentimental and I'm not saying like, you can't keep like perfect example, Kevin's necklace. Mm -hmm. Like that's a perfect example of something that like that's sentimental that's like important for him to keep which is fine but to me like even if you get rid of something it like doesn't get rid of the memory attached to it exactly like I'm not a huge like I hate clutter yeah so there's a really cool like book and I don't know what it is I'll I'll look it up maybe and if I remember the next time we record I'll tell everybody but it's about like basically becoming more minimalistic and not in the sense that's like trendy like oh I'm a minimalist but more so in like the fact that like we like your philosophy is that we don't need things like we don't need to be attached to things and one of the things that they teach you in the book is like if it if you think it holds sentimental value but it's not holding like practical value and it's not like crazy sentimental take a picture of it and save the picture that's such a nice thing instead of the item yeah that's a good idea yeah yeah I I mean I'm not saying I'm completely unsentimental I'm just saying like I'm more of a Sally when it comes to like moving and stuff that's what so that's like I think why I'm like less so like holding on to stuff now as I get older is because I'm like not in my forever home yeah so I'm like I need to make sure that when I move it's easy (laughs) it's easy to do yeah absolutely Yeah, because I hate moving (laughs) and stuff accumulates so fast yes it does yes so I would like to point out that Sally's like if this is all that I have just hang me with these Christmas lights (laughs) I was like a little dark Sally a little dark like 
And I also wrote, I would like these people so much more if I didn't hate them for giving that crock pot away. I know, <laughs> I know. Oh, it's not even Sally's fault. It's really George. George is to blame. Yeah. But do they George was I, still alive when all this happened. I know he moved, but do you think they found out about it or heard about it? That's what I, I get. don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's interesting. Um, I I don't hate them though. That's the problem, is like they seem either. like very nice. And I think that him giving them the crock pot was such a nice gesture. Like he says, it's only two years old. You have to fiddle with the knob a little bit, but yeah. I know. totally agree. And I think like at that point in time, it's the 80s. So like we're not thinking completely about like shorts. Like like me, if I had to fiddle with the knob on something electric, it would immediately go in the trash. Yeah. Do you know what but, I mean? Right. And I also think too, like when you're young, like Jack and Rebecca are really young at this point, yes, like twenties, twenties, maybe early thirties. Um, like, and somebody's willing to give you like a, an expensive yes. appliance like yes. that, you know, cause a crock pot is not like a cheap item. No. Um, especially back then. I was I'm just sure. going to say maybe cheaper now, but not back then. Right. Like you're going to say, okay, yes. Thank you so much. Like, I be content with it so and that moment was well we can talk about it sorry I'm getting ahead of myself we I'll talk about it later but like it's okay it's just it's so crazy I'll just say it now it's so crazy that that scene is so lovely right when George like it's so makes you feel so warm and fuzzy while at the same time you're internally dying and screaming about it right I know yeah <laughs> like which we can talk about more later but I was just like oh yeah worse but um and then after that, we see the Pearsons, but yes. it's flashback. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. The Steelers aren't even in this Super Bowl. So they're having a Super Bowl party, and basically none of their kids want to hang out with them. Yeah. <laughs> Can um, I just make a note about this, too, is Rebecca comes in to wake Jack up with orange juice wake-up shots yeah and I just want to say does this mean that even though Jack was sober every year before this they were still doing whiskey shots like would once a year he have a whiskey like I don't know that's a really good question I thought about that and I'm like okay like although was he sober or did he just drink less no he was like sober remember he like stopped drinking when he gave her the moon necklace like he said I'm done that's right and he quit cold turkey so like what have maybe Rebecca's been doing both whiskey shots but (laughs) it's but that part you're right led me to believe that he does one every year right until this year until this year right so but maybe I mean and I think this happens a lot you feel like you're very in control of yourself and then now he's not in control of himself right yeah I just was like I was was like hmm yeah it just made me think like so was he really like you know yeah stone cold sober or was he having at least a whiskey shot maybe a whiskey shot every Super Bowl Sunday (laughs) um and then Jack's talking about big three homes with Rebecca and then Kate walks in and is complaining about Randall and what she said cracked me up when she was like, Randall looks the same every day. He's like a cartoon character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really cute. Yeah. Um, and then we find out Randall's trying to look nice because Allison's coming over. Yes. I hate Allison. I hate Allison too. Ugh. And also, did you catch the line where Jack says, 
this is my last super it's our the last super bowl with yes. the kids because i was like why are we starting this off two minutes in <laughs> i know i wrote it down and i wrote yikes Ooh, that hurt that stung a little it bit it did hurt it did hurt oh so then after that we see adult kevin mm-hmm. we see he has his little notebook list which i don't know if i just knew because i knew what he was doing but Obviously, it's like his little has people's names in it. It's like his little make amends book. Yeah. Um, and then briefly we see that. Then we briefly see Randall at home with Beth. And Kevin asks him if he wants to do something. And he's like, can't go on a Caventure, which I'm like, <laughs> when have we ever called it this? <laughs> I also love how Kevin's text to Randall was, Hey, do you want to do something? Want to bro out? <laughs> talking like but then I was like it checks like for Randall and Kevin it does check out (laughs) yeah it does it absolutely does check out it's so weird because I don't remember Kevin and Randall having like this fairly decent relationship because later it gets really bad for a while yeah honestly their relationship is always kind of rocky but I think like right out of rehab like I think part of it is that Randall and Kevin now have both been through something big and they've been like a support system to each other so right now they're good you know yeah and then Randall's like going to pick up bagels Beth is like what are you doing and he's like you have to have a schmear (laughs) it's just like oh you're so cute but also really annoying (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's not surprising to me also that Beth is like being the realistic one when it comes to like money and everything yeah. like she tells him like you know this is going to be like a long-term project right. and I hate like this whole episode how I mean it, it makes so much sense it checks out but I yeah. just like I think that the balance is way off here. Listen, later when we get to later see something like good for you Beth yeah um and then we see Kate and she's accusing Toby of watching porn which I was like that's weird and then can I, okay can I say this is my least favorite part I it's totally fine because I totally forgot about it till just now which yeah. I would probably pick this as my least favorite part also however Toby's quote did make me laugh out loud <laughs> When he said, I'm 60 pounds overweight and Irish, that's my color. <laughs> yes, I thought that was funny. Um, but here's the thing is, so I think that Kate was like being weirdly accusatory of Toby. Like he is, you're supposed to be your fiance. Like you should like trust right. him, I guess. And she well, was like being like weirdly. And then she so weird. And also my other problem is I'm like, Kate, you're the one who doesn't tell people things, not Toby. Right. And I also, okay. So I also wrote, how did this come up in the, in the writer's room? Like all I could think was like some like little intern that was like, wouldn't it be funny if Kate thought Toby <laughs> looking at porn, but he was actually just looking at dogs. Dogs. Right. And whose idea, who passed that idea? Is right. My- that's what I'm saying. I'm like, they right. thought this was way funnier than it really was. And it wasn't funny. It wasn't Except funny. for Toby's line. Uh, that, that's, his, that's how he's, that's how he looks. But yeah. And then dogs are a sensitive subject for Kate. Yes. I know we'll dive into this way more next episode, but my whole thing with this is like, I think it's weird that dogs are an issue with Kate. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, 
I've also never been through what Kate was went through. So like, maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just like, hmm. yeah, I have like, I guess like mixed feelings on that because I like, don't, like you said, like, I've never been through what she's been through. So I don't think I can like invalidate like how she feels. I think that like, there is a big difference between like that dog and then later we find out like they adopt audio yeah there's a huge difference but like very weird yeah times true um then we see randall and beth i wrote i kept calling them r&b in my notes me too (laughs) (laughs) i write i write people's initials all the time so i don't have to write their whole name well kate and kevin it doesn't work really well r&b i love that um but they're at this meeting for their tenants of the building that they bought. Um, and Beth says that the first thing that she'd like to do is get the fire escapes up to escapes up to code. And people start asking about, well, what about this? And what about that? And Randall's like, I can fix everything. <laughs> I think this is like for them always being a team, right? I just think this is a gross overstepping of someone's boundaries when Beth and Beth even says it later like I've done this a million times this is why you should have listened to me in a very not gloaty way by the way because she totally could have gloated yeah I agree I also I think that like Randall is like overzealous and like he and I think we've talked about this before he sees things through rose-colored glasses so he's like oh I'm gonna fix everybody's doors and they're gonna be so much happier and life is gonna be perfect right you know yeah I know and I like I think Randall doesn't annoy me that badly because I know everything he does comes from like this really like good wholesome place right yeah but like sometimes I'm like slow your roll bud slow your roll I also think it's kind of interesting that Randall like doesn't think about money and that kind of stuff because it's not like he grew up in a wealthy home it's true like it's like like he's wealthy now yes fancy car big house fancy car right but like he didn't grow up that way yeah I agree I also think that though they didn't necessarily grow up that way but I also kind of like look at Jack and Rebecca and I don't like we see that Jack works a lot but like those kids seemed like they never really had to want for anything no right and so I also think that maybe like and I think this sometimes happens is like you grew up with nothing so your kids don't want for anything not yes yes Jack probably had that attitude a little bit but also like I think that they didn't have conversations with them about money you know what I mean and maybe this is me reading it way too much into these characters a little bit but I can kind of see it with like all of them you don't know though do you like but I don't think you're reading into it if you look at all their personalities yeah it's kind of like yeah Yeah, I just feel like I look at like Beth and she's like very like fiscally responsible. And I like look at Randall and I think that like he bought his car for cash. Like that was like one of the first things we learned about him in the very first episode was he bought his fancy car for cash, which I think is cool. I'm glad that he's able to do that, but I don't think he thinks about like the consequences of money. 
I think it's funny that you're saying this because once we meet the rest of Beth's family, Beth being fiscally conscious, kind of, you could see it. Yeah. If that makes sense. I also think, and this is like a very morbid thing, Randall probably didn't have as much student loan debt because his dad died. It's possible, yeah. There's like a lot of like, it's true. That kind of stuff, you know, like, like financial yeah. aid for, you know, students who only have one parent. Absolutely. So, I mean, that, that kind of stuff kind of plays into it as well. Yeah. I, I also just think about though, like, you know, at that time, Jack and Rebecca were prepared to send three kids to college. So like at the same time, like they, I wouldn't call them like a wealthy family, No, but they weren't like struggling. And I think that's like something weird about this show is because we see like Jack. We see Jack struggle, like struggle, struggle to the point where he like goes to that like illegal gambling ring Rebecca struggles after she leaves her very wealthy parents like when they first are having these babies they're definitely struggling now I think part of that you have to remember we have to remember too that that house was like a money pit that they bought and Jack's boss was like take it and you can so he built it himself yeah I that's true and I I just also think it's like so fascinating that it's like we see them struggle with money so much but then it's like it seemingly like disappears disappears yeah it's like one of those things where I think it's like when it's convenient for the storyline the writers like emphasize it but other times like I think that's really sad because I think that's a really relatable thing yeah no probably true I think the other part that's interesting too is that like it's it's interesting because it's also a different time period. So like crippling student loan debt and crippling costs of college in the mid nineties, it wasn't, we weren't there yet. Right. So like very different cost. Yeah, no, that's absolutely valid. The nineties were also booming. Like the economy was. That's true. Yeah. Good. You know, absolutely. So that's an, I mean, I taking into those kind of like those kind of no, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. It, tra- it tracks, yeah. But I yeah, I think they struggled in the 70s and 80s. And maybe Jack's just like m- middle-aged now. So like he's pretty, he's doing okay. And didn't he switch companies as well? Didn't Miguel go somewhere and Jack followed him instead of doing big three homes? I think Miguel was like, uh, if I recall, I think that he was like promoted and he like asked Jack team. to work like be on his team. Yeah, that's right. Okay. But yeah, but I yeah, I agree. I don't I feel like Beth is so responsible and Randall's so like rose-colored glasses, which yeah. is frustrating. Yeah. And then after all these people are asking a bunch of stuff, with Lloyd being the instigator, by the way, Lloyd in that building is nothing but drama. I low-key think that Lloyd is so funny. Oh my god, I was laughing the whole time. He's so great. He And this is side character, you know, he's not very important to the storyline at all, but he just oh. has, like, the best, like, little quirks and lines. Yes, I agree with you. He should be, like, a townie on Stars Hall. He like, should be. He would be a That's great what I townie. He would be, like, so funny. He'd be the only Black person in Stars Hall. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> ASP do better yeah do better girlfriend um and then as Randall's like taking all these requests who walks in but Kevin I know (laughs) 
I loved, I really loved that actually. Yeah. It wasn't like, and it wasn't, Randall didn't seem like super annoyed. Neither did Beth. Like it was kind of like Randall was almost relieved. Yeah. I think that like, you know, Kevin wanted to do something with Randall. I think that it was kind of him that when Randall was like, Hey, I can't like, this is what I'm doing today. That Kevin's like, instead of like, Oh, let me find something else to do. Like he says like, Oh, let me come help. You know, I think that's like a very like Kevin thing to do. It is. It's a very selfless thing to do. Um, and then we have a flashback and Jack's building this beautiful TV stand, which I thought of your dad. Oh, building your mama TV stand. (laughs) And Kevin's like a twerp in this. Like, I'm like, you just had this nice moment with your dad last episode or the episode before where you went suit shopping and thanked him for everything and understood his struggle. And now you're acting this way, sir. Yeah. I loved like the parallel about how like Kevin was like basically dissing Jack, but then you see him like using his hands to like, help like because to to distract him almost yeah yeah I thought that was beautiful I and this whole episode I kind not kind of I felt very deeply for Kevin because I think not only like is he making amends to like these to the people on his list that are living but he even says at one point in time like I'm making amends to people I can't even make amends to and that that was enough I was, it's just, it, well, we, we see that. I think at the end of the episode there, you know, he's looking at his list and he kind of folds the paper over and on the other side, it says dad. Yeah. Who, you know, and what's even worse. Well, we'll get there. Never mind. I'm not going to go ahead of myself. <laughs> and then next we see Kevin Randall and Beth. And I just laughed so hard when Lloyd was like talking about the smoked salmon and Randall was like, it's that orange salmon. fish. <laughs> yeah, the orange fish. And he's like, it's smoked salmon, Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think Randall right here is kind of self-aware that he hurt Beth's feelings. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that it was funny too, like Randall's excuses for like, being able to fix things too he's like Beth it's in my blood my dad was a builder I know I'm like I'm like was the one who was more like hands-on you're the one who's like Mr. Stem that's what I'm saying like even though like you grew up with a dad that was very much into this type of stuff like did you ever take did you ever say hey dad (laughs) let me help you build this although to be fair Randall did help him that time the fuse blew okay yeah okay the one time of the his one life. time I do love when Randall I do love when Beth's like good luck and he's like snarky good luck real good luck and she just throws up a peace sign <laughs> and she's walking out and that's the kind of energy I want to have for 2023 yeah I love it I also like I wanted to comment too like so we find out that even though Beth and Randall bought this building together Beth is still working which yeah. I think like kind of probably adds to some of her like frustrations and resentment because like this building is now Randall's day job and Beth has this building like I don't think she's upset per se about the building yet but I I think that like you know when one person in the partnership is seemingly taking on way more responsibility that can lead to resentment. And I feel like she kind of is a little bit at this point. 
And I think relationships are never like 50-50, quite honestly. Like someone's always giving more or giving less. However, Beth's been giving a lot more for a lot longer. Like, l- like there's like a running list of things that Randall has done <laughs> where I'm like, okay, it's Beth's turn. Well, and Randall's been like unemployed for a long time now, since before William died. Yeah. Which is yes. like probably in This Is Us timeline, like a year. It's been a long, well, yes, because he died like right after Christmas, right before, right? Right after Christmas. Yes. Um, I also want to say Kevin's so freaking charming in this scene when he's like, I'll help you with your door. Yeah. I was like, whoa. (laughs) So now that I'm thinking about it, it definitely has been about a year because we've, we're, we just passed uh, Pearson Thanksgiving number two. Oh, Yeah. So it's been over, it's been about a year since William died. So this is a whole year that Randall has been unemployed, which I'm sure is like for their financial situation, fine. And I don't think that's what it is. I think it's just like, she is like putting in a lot of effort and it feels like he's in La La Land a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And then the next one is, I think it's Randall. Is it Randall and Allison? It's a flashback. Making cookies, yes. Gag me. I think it looks better with three <laughs> lines on it. I was yeah. like, shut I, up, I, Allison. I know. <laughs> the worst part is, is I don't necessarily even hate her. I hate her family, but <laughs> I know it's not even Allison's fault. I also love when Allison says something to Kevin and Kevin's like, no. <laughs> His like sassy yeah. attitude was yeah. like so ridiculous. Um, oh, about NYU. She was like, oh, Sophie got into NYU. Is that where you're going? And he's like, no. Yeah. (laughs) You're being awful. Yeah. And then we see Kate comes in and she's got a letter and she's like, I can't bring myself to open it. And Jack and Rebecca are like, you still haven't opened it. And I'm like, how long has she had this letter? Like if I were them, I would have been like, open it now. Like the second she got it. Right. And I think it's, I don't know. Kate's weird. And I love teenage Kate actually. Yeah. Like, but I just like, I don't know. And then I couldn't remember what this was. And I was like, wait, it's a small envelope. Like normally small envelopes for college. Not so good. Yeah. Um, but it just tells her that she needs another audition tape and that her original songs are encouraged. Yeah. And Rebecca says, I love your original song. And Jack says, let me tape you. Yeah. Like, no. And then Jack's like, (laughs) Jack's like, we're gonna have an angsty Super Bowl, apparently. Okay, but in Kate's defense, if it said like they just needed a tape and my dad was like, let's send a video, I would say no, thank you. Absolutely. I'm I'm with just to be clear, I'm with teenage Kate on this. I would have been the exact same way. And the reason why I would say no thank you is probably different than Kate's. Like, I feel like that's not following the directions. No, it's not following the directions. And it's also confusing when in the 90s, there were cassette tapes and there were videotapes. Like, right. I'm sure the letter specified, maybe Jack was confused, but I was just like, Mm-mm, no. Um, and then the next scene I titled two hot bros <laughs> i loved this montage as soon as it was on i was i text Allie, you guys because i was like this is so good it's so good i just have to say though it made me laugh so hard and it was welcome like i welcomed this right especially after the hell that i went through at the end of the episode yeah it's very not this is us no 
but I enjoyed it and I loved the montage of like Kevin knocking down I literally wrote in my notes I would also sit there and admire (laughs) Kevin knocking down a wall drinking a coffee it starts with her and then people keep grabbing chairs (laughs) all these little like these older women just sitting there watching Kevin I would do it too I get it me too I get it too (laughs) I just love how Kevin's like yeah I can knock down this wall for you and I'm like okay (laughs) them walking down the hallway tools in hand which randall. for kevin for kevin not so weird right but like randall rolling up his sleeve at the end like i was done i was like this is the most this has to be the most ridiculous scene in this is us history but i was living for it not and it wasn't like kitschy or like weird or like like attention grabby like the way that they did it was just like so funny and and sweet and hilarious yeah yeah, it kind of reminded me, like, it would be a perfect, like, rom-com, like... It would be. You know, scene. It was, like, funny like that, yeah. Yeah, but it was welcome. I welcomed it. I agree, I liked it. Um, then we see Kate, and she's at the dog shelter. And I love audio. I do, too. So does Kate, obviously, because she immediately I'm- is, like in love with him and wants to take him home I know his little snoot his little snoot looks exactly his face was very similar not in color but like he looks like my dog a little bit so I was like yeah oh my god and also I have to tell you guys (laughs) I started crying here because it was I hate anything. I have to like stop following pages on Facebook of humane societies because I just cry thinking of all these animals who are so sweet and no, I'm going to start crying now. And like, no one is adopting them. It hurts my soul. So I started crying, which this totally wasn't an appropriate place to cry. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, and then we're back to teenage Kate, I think. Yes. And her voice is so beautiful. I agree. Um, something I thought was interesting is they did such a good job of matching this Kate's voice with older Kate's voice. Mm-hmm. Like their voices are very similar in tone, yeah. which I think is also interesting because I think the actresses, like the casting of how they looked is really great also. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I agree with that. I was going to say the song that she's singing um, that's an original, I believe, right? Because they I would assume about her. so. I didn't I would assume, so. It, I would assume so. But all I could think when she's singing it is like, wow, I could see this in like a Disney original movie, yes. like like yes. a Friday night special. Disney. Absolutely. A Disney <laughs> That's what it reminded me of so much. <laughs> Pixel perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I could think of like, what are what are some of those stupid movies? Uh, yeah. She you know. Girls, Pixel Perfect yeah um, um like the musical ones um there's uh the one rock star in the suburbs what is it something in the all right suburbs. something like that I forget there was, yeah. when I was like younger there was some some later ones like starstruck and what's the other one geek was charming just, that was a solid geek. one I was too old to be watching I don't remember though. I don't remember that one as much um lemonade mouth like those oh, types yeah. of movies camp rock like, can't I don't even get me started I I, camp rock and again too old to be watching camp rock <laughs> I watched it like three months ago so I, I don't oh. oh I watch high school musicals all the time like I, I love, love 
I love them. Me too. Yeah. My brother Grant will not watch the movies. He's like, I'm just going to watch the horrible TV show to preserve it. And I was like, what? Get, get out of here. Let's- I haven't been able to bring myself to, to watch that. Me neither. Grant said it's like good, bad. I want to be like on a scale of one to Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The only like good part is, isn't that like where Olivia Rodrigo was discovered? Was that yeah, show? who I love. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo, I love your album. Please come on the podcast. Sponsor us. Yeah, sponsor us. <laughs> sponsor us with Diet Coke. Uh, <laughs> if you're out there, I love a crisp one. We love. <laughs> Please bring back Diet Lime Coke. That's my favorite. I don't, I don't remember that. Oh, you can still get it at Sheets. Interesting. Um, and then Jack is taping Kate when she's singing, which yes. I, I think is kind of sweet in a dad way. Yeah, yeah. Like it's cute, but not for the audition tape, which is cute in general. Yeah. And then Kate's dog gives, gives him away by barking. I know. She's yeah. so mad. Yeah. Um, um, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and then we find out that Randall is going to miss the Super Bowl to see, to take Allison to see Titanic for the seventh time. I know. I don't blame Allison, though, I have to say. Titanic came out when I was seven. It's the first movie I ever saw in theaters that I remember, like that I remember really well. Um, I want to say that I feel like Randall does this to Jack a lot, and I would never ditch my parents during like a Super Bowl party. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I just like my family and would would feel bad. Like I think we're I think we're way too empathetic because I feel the same way. I'm like, why would I ever like I would never but here's here's the other thing though, is I think that like when I was in high school, depending on the situation, like my parents wouldn't also be upset if I ditched them for the Super Bowl. Like the college visit one, I feel like they would be upset. So right. I would I would have stayed with them like at the college visit. Right. But like in this situation, my parents would have been like, oh, we have our own plans. Like, see ya. Right. And then I also think I'm like, am I just like super sensitive to them skipping out on Jack? Because I know that this right. is it. And if they would have known, obviously they wouldn't have done it. Right. That's also very sad because Jack has that those like last moments with Kate and Randall yeah like Kevin doesn't get that and it's so sad to me yeah well Um, and I think that's why it's so hard for him to make amends yes it's I hate it yeah um and then Jack finds Kate outside Mm -hmm. and he's just yeah with the dog and I think he's just like a really good dad like here in this scene yeah he apologizes and then Kate's like stop telling me I'm beautiful I don't feel beautiful and I need you to stop it yeah which I don't know how I feel about it (sighs) like here's the thing is like I and I may I do this with all three of them I think but I feel like I give all three of them like a lot of slack when they're like grumpy towards their parents because they're teenagers and I feel like that's like such a teenager thing to do yes I know I don't know if I feel like I was not this angsty I think I was and I just like am in denial because I'm like wow was I that awful you know what I mean yeah I definitely think like I had my moments like I think that like it's weird because I feel like in like a lot of relationships I'm pretty like 
laid back including like my relationships with my parents so I feel like like I'm like not a laid back person guys but (laughs) in like when it comes to people I care about I can be pretty laid back yeah I think that like I just didn't give my parents too much trouble because I was just like meh yeah whatever the most part I think I didn't, I think I was pretty laid back. I also think being the oldest puts you in a really different position. I also think being the oldest and being a girl puts you in a very, it shouldn't, but I'm just spitting the facts here, put you in a very different position. So like, I wasn't like, I felt like I had a responsibility and a duty to be a good kid. Yeah. I think I I could unpack in therapy, but like, it's just the truth. Yeah. Well, and I also, I think about like, cause we're both old, the oldest, um, and we're both women, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I think also I learned at a much younger age than like my younger brother, what I needed to do to stay out of trouble and how to keep like on my parents' good graces. So like, while I definitely had my moments, like not to not take the blame I feel like a lot of situations that I quote unquote got in trouble for were like out of my control when I was like in oh, me school. too I totally agree with you you know so yeah. that's why I give them a lot of slack though it's just because like yeah. they're teenagers like and I do I just think it's like someone in their 30s looking at it now which guys the other day Sage had to be we were watching the same show and I was like these teenagers are so annoying who acts like this and Sage is like every teenager you're 32 years old like yeah (laughs) I wasn't I wasn't saying I'm just saying like I remember girls that were exactly like I didn't think you were being rude it's just the truth and it really made me be introspective and think about Hey, I'm just slightly less removed from. I know that's true. It's, it's absolutely true. I'm not upset. Um, Then we see moving on from that conversation. (laughs) 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 Then we see that Randall um, has termites, which Lloyd starts screaming, Randall, Randall, you let him in. (laughs) (laughs) Lloyd, this whole episode is like comic, comic relief. He's so funny. Oh my he's God. So funny. And Randall's, I love that Randall's on the phone with Beth and he's like, I'm doing great. I hate to tell you so. And she goes, really? Cause it sounds like you just told me, you yeah. just called me to tell me so. And then obviously he messed up. Gotta go by. <laughs> my other favorite is when he's leaving, when he's hanging up the phone and she's like trouble in Rome, Caesar. <laughs> like Beth has all the sass this episode. That. She deserves to, though. She like, absolutely I, does. I'm with Beth. It's not a great situation. No. Um. Then we see Rebecca and Kevin are in the kitchen together. And um, Kevin gets a phone call and finds out that Sophie got into NYU. And Kevin, I think Kevin is, like, as supportive as he possibly can be to Sophie in this moment. I agree and, like, with I you. Give you. I give him, like, so much grace for that. Like, because... He's very kind to Sophie. He's just not kind to his parents. Like, yeah. But I, I also understand, like, I've been in situations where I'm like, you just got to be really happy for this person. But like, at the same time, like it sucks for you. And so like, I'm not, I'm not mad at Kevin for being a jerk to his parents in this moment. I am a little bit. I am a little bit because Because I totally know what you're saying. And you have to handle these situations where like you have to be happy for someone. And I've had so many of those too. I think that's like life, you know? Right. However, and I think Kevin was totally kind to Sophie. 
However, Kevin's parents have given him a lot of slack. Yeah. And he like freaks the F out in this moment and is just so over the top. I don't know as though he necessarily, I think that like they take what he says too much to the heart because he, his line is, I was supposed to end up in the Super Bowl not watching it like you. Right, since I'm not going anywhere. And he's feeling sorry for himself, but it's like too much sorry. Yeah, I just... Which I, I know that yeah. everything when you're that age feels like the end of the world. I understand yeah. that. I just think like the way he goes about it, like like how long has it been? He's not, he's not laying on the couch anymore. He barely has crutches. So like... Yeah. I just, how long, how long? A couple months, yeah. Yeah, like, get it together, sir. Yeah, but I also, like, I think that Jack and Rebecca really take that comment to heart. And I don't know as though, like, it's, and maybe this is, like, the difference between now and, like, the 90s. Like, I think, like, that comment probably was a lot more offensive in the 90s. But I think now people are much more used to, like, being, like, content with quote-unquote like average lives like the American dream is like the American dream is pretty much dead for anyone listening and I hate to be that person but like you yeah it's just a very different time now so like I think that maybe like Kevin's comment hurt them in a way like you guys didn't achieve your dreams and now I'm not either but I think like now that comment would just be like yeah like it's normal to like yeah this is the real world welcome yeah um you know no I agree with you it's not I totally get what you're saying about like where Kevin's coming from I just think like sometimes he approaches things wrong but it's so funny because he's so self-aware and like when he takes a step back and like looks at it I mean look what happens like yeah you know so and I think when they take a step back maybe not Rebecca but Jack like I mean, look, they were both thinking the same thing on different ends of this, like, yeah, fight, not even a fight. Yeah. Um, and then we see Kate and um, she's like, she decides to look at the tape that Jack made. And it's so sweet because she reminds it, not because she likes hearing herself sing, but she sees Jack in the mirror just being so proud of her. Yeah. And that made me emotional. I didn't <laughs> cry. It, I just thought it was really sweet. No, I liked it too. Because his um, face is all love. Like, it's just all love for her. Yeah. Then we see adult Kate, and she's back at the animal shelter. And she's about to adopt audio, but she's pretty hesitant. And she says to um, the nice the worker, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you call somebody that works at an animal shelter. Staff, like a volunteer. Staff. Thank you. Most that's people what, don't get paid when they worked at animal when they were. That's in. what I was looking for. Not also, like, guys, while we're on the subject, please adopt. Don't shop. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, she says to the volunteer, um, that Toby was basically born to have a dog, and the volunteer says back, like, "Oh, how about you?" And Kate's like. Yeah, maybe me too, which is, it's true. I think she like, I think, yeah, I agree. I, this scene, I wanted so badly to be mad at Kate, but this made me, it made me emotional for Kate 
It also yeah. made me very emotional for little audio looking at his little face. It just, and then here I am. Ugh, I'm going to start crying again. What the hell's wrong with me? I was all, my dog was all snuggled next to me while I was doing this. And I was like, oh my God, I can't imagine saying this to you. Like, it's just like, it's a lot. And I'm not going to go into the story of adopting my dog, but it was like a long road guys where Nick is somebody who is made to have a dog and I love animals, but I was made to have cats. So it was like a really hard road for Stanley and I like which oh but look at you guys now bulging on it like on this podcast but like it that scene made me emotional because I just felt it like Uh, it was like very sad look at you guys now I know we're having a great time see I'm gonna start snuggled I can't believe you I can't believe you're snuggled with Stan we're all snuggled I'm like very emotional about this right now I love it Oh my gosh. <laughs> little Stan. I feel like Maddie. Bleh, motion. <laughs> Get me out here. <laughs> um, then we see Randall loading all of his t- tenants onto a hotel bus. Oh, Lloyd. All, all I could think was imagine how much money it costs to put them up in a hotel for a few days. How about it? Yeah. Beth has every right to be upset do they room together do they have their own space like if people were willing to room together like I feel like but here's the thing is I feel like I would not want to room with one of my neighbors that I could potentially not know yeah I agree I meant like if you're friends yeah but still like I mean, I live in an apartment building complex okay, but if and I, I know by you and they were like, do people want a room together? I was, I would be like, stage, stage sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that. But like, imagine, like, I know one person in my building of like a hundred people. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, I guess you're right. That's true. You know, it could potentially, you could potentially know nobody. And so like, they might be paying for a hundred separate hotels yeah rooms you're right point, you know it's it's like it is huge by the yeah. way and there was a lot of people getting on that bus yeah with all their little luggage yeah um i do love randall goes back in the building tells kevin it's time to go they're tenting the building kevin's like give me 20 more minutes just need to fix this and then randall's like why are you helping like yeah. what's going on with you which i think here's randall like here's a moment where randall's like not so up his own butt about like what he's doing where he's like cognizant of like Kevin too so I thought that was lovely and then Kevin kind of comes clean and is like I'm trying to make amends for people who aren't here um and then I love that Randall Randall said says we've all got our stuff yeah and I thought that was like it's so this scene is so beautiful because it's so real yeah like we do all have our stuff everybody has their stuff and then Randall just talks about being 40 in a new career and he's scared of like, like passing up dad, his dad. And yeah. like, I thought of- this was like such an interesting thing because it's gotta be something that not very many people like really have to experience. Yeah. But like Randall says, like he can't picture himself being old because if he's old, that means that he outlived Jack. Yeah, oh, I just gave myself chills. I know, I just got chills from you saying it too. It's very sad. And Kevin's like, you're not even 40 yet. Like you're, yeah. you have a lot of time. And Randall, I love the way that Sterling K. Brown delivers this line. He's like, it goes fast. 
Yeah. And it is crazy because I remember somebody at the beginning of high school telling me, oh, it'll go so fast. And I was like, okay. And then after high school, then being like, oh, college goes so fast. And it's, it's so true. Your life just starts speeding up and it's like, you can't catch up with it. Yeah. And it's kind of like this beautiful and also very scary thing. Yeah, I agree. But I love Kevin's response to this is he says, you'll be a kick-ass old man like your other dad. I know. I know. It's so sad. It hurt my soul. And Kevin Kevin is really lovely here. Like he's lovely here. And that's like, I mean, Randall also does like is great, but like there's something about Kevin. Kevin's so warm. Yeah. I don't know. Like rewatching this, it's just so crazy to me. I like yeah. this is to what honest, I'm I feeling. love him. Me too. Like, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I'm rewatching and I don't just love Kevin in season six. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I like how you said that Kevin's so warm because I like I keep thinking like Kevin would be the person that I'd want to go to if I was like having a bad day out of like all three of them like I feel like Randall would be like how can we fix this and Kate would just right. be annoying but like Kevin would be the one to like console I don't know him. though would Kate be annoying because we saw her being so lovely with Madison that's true I mean don't don't be your fiance because then yeah she is the worst but that's like true. but not in this moment not not in this episode yeah no that's true that's true I'll give you that but yeah Um, I just thought that was a great moment yeah and then we see Kate and she tells Jack to don't stop trying to make me see how wait it's really hard to say don't stop trying to make me see myself myself how you see me thank you yeah (laughs) and I thought that that, I love their relationship yeah me too so beautiful and then after they have this beautiful moment she's like I'm going to Molly's yeah (laughs) no everybody stop going everywhere (laughs) yeah um and then Rebecca comes in with the chili for the Super Bowl and she says have a cornbread and Jack's like no thanks I'm not that hungry (laughs) and Rebecca's like I'm trying to do something cute here take a cornbread (laughs) (laughs) it's just like so cute I actually I am again Rebecca, not annoying in this episode. I think yeah, their relationship is lovely in this episode, actually. Yeah. Um, but then we see that Rebecca circled an ad for a fixer-upper for Jack to flip. And he asks her to be his business partner. Because yeah. when they remodeled their house, she was the one that dealt with all that, apparently. Right. <laughs> yeah. And here's where they head fake you out. Because yeah. you think that it's this house yeah. That these older people live in. Yeah. Which is definitely what I thought the first time. Yeah. I will say though, my heart fluttered when Jack was like, I've always wanted an office with a view. Oh, I could have died. I know. I know. The oh. men in the show, they just like <laughs> lay it on smooth like butter. Um, but yeah, he wants a room with view and then they have this lovely moment and are you know, and then he says something really smooth too, where he's like, I can't have sex in my office. <laughs> that would be unprofessional. I know that was really funny. <laughs> it was, it was I forgot about that. So, um, then we see Randall and he's at the hotel in the lobby, handing out coffee and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is so good. 
and Beth obviously comes up and she's very upset because yes. she she basically could have predicted something like this right. would have happened. I love when she says we can't just be R&B. We have to be smooth R&B. Yeah. Um, and then I love that Lloyd is like, get a room. And yes. says, Sorry. And he's like, no, for me, I'm freaking tired. Yeah. <laughs> so good um and then we see Rebecca Mm -hmm. and she gets a call from Kevin and he asks if Jack is mad she says no I don't think so but you like you should talk to him like are you gonna come home like do you want to talk to him on the phone and he says no he's gonna stay at Sophie's and then we see Kevin at Sophie's and he says to her let's go to this party that I heard about I cannot imagine saying no I don't want to talk to my dad I'll talk to them later and then retroactively realizing that like that's a heavy weight to carry yeah for the rest of your life but that's like so like it's so true to real life such as life though like absolutely you know I just think like the last thing you said was nasty to somebody and and yeah. Jack, the thing is though, Jack had already forgiven him mm-hmm. because he puts that note on the door. Like, yeah. I just got goosebumps thinking about it. But did you notice what Sophie and Kevin were watching? No, they were watching the Princess Bride. Were they? Yeah. Huh. So sweet. So then we flash to Kevin now at a familiar place. And he's at Sophie's. And I think this scene got me in the feels because Sophie is like so willing to give him a second. And then she like blames herself. And she's like, I was a nurse and I didn't see it. Like this is partly on me. Yeah. And then she says, you're the only man a lot. You're the only man I've ever loved, truly loved. And then he just keeps talking. And she stops him and just says, please leave me with something. Please leave me with the memory of when we were 10 or, you know, like leave me of when we were, when we were teenagers. And I guess this part just makes me so sad because if you've ever been heartbroken and got your heart broken by someone you truly, truly love, like you think about it for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I think Sophie has thought about this her whole life and then he did it again. Yeah. And I think that's hard. It's hard to live your day to day when some, like when it's so fresh and then it becomes kind of like, it's almost like a grief, like losing a best friend. Like we've talked about this before you and I, like it's Mm -hmm. like that weird, that weird, like phantom pain. Yeah. Like doesn't go away, whether it's a best friend, whether it's the love of your life, like it's just like this or whether you lose somebody that you care about like because they died like it's a very similar feeling yeah that pain that happens but this this part made my soul ache yeah but then kevin says you weren't a name on my list you were the name on my list and yeah. my heart just ached even more because i know for him it's always been her yeah but I think for her, it's always been him. That's why this is so sad. Like, it like breaks my soul open. Yes. As, as much. Especially if you've ever felt that way about somebody, which I think everybody yeah. has, if you've been lucky. 
Yeah. Even if it hurts, like if you've been that lucky, like as much as I think there's a lot of like great love stories on this show, Jack and Rebecca, Beth and Randall, some could even argue Kate and Toby. Mm -hmm. I think like Kevin and Sophie are like the the great love story of the show to be honest and that's a hot take but I think oh I don't think it well maybe it's a hot take like it's like but I I think it's with you I think it's the finding each other so young but then struggling like through like life together like I think Jack and Rebecca and Beth and Randall like those are great loves for them but it's like they don't have to like they have struggles but they don't have to struggle for their love you know if that makes sense no I agree with you wholeheartedly I yeah and I think it's that whole like right person wrong time kind of thing that plays a huge part in Kevin and Sophie's relationship like you can love somebody but it's not the right time right and I I do believe I do believe in that I don't know yeah. if a lot, like that might be a hot take, but I do think sometimes it's the right person, wrong time. And maybe it'll never be the right time, which is the saddest part about the universe, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then on a lighter note, we see Kate and she goes and tells Toby about audio and he is like so understanding. He's like, no, I totally like understand why this would be hard for you to bring home, like to bring a dog into our lives. And then she said, but... I thought about how happy it would make you. And Toby's so excited. I love this. Just like that. Oh my gosh. This was almost my favorite part. This was a lovely moment, so especially between Kate and Toby, which I feel like we don't see a lot because I have a lot of animosity towards Kate and Toby, like Toby's relationship more on the Kate side, but this was like a very beautiful selfless thing for Kate to do. Mm -hmm. So I thought I I loved it. I thought it was the cutest moment and little audio just sitting there so good, like a little good boy. I know. So sweet. Yeah. This made my heart really happy and it was almost my favorite part, but what's coming. I didn't, I didn't remember. Okay. So the next part is Kevin at Rebecca's, right? Yes. Okay. So there's this tiny moment with Kevin at Rebecca's where he's still making amends and he walks in the house. There's certified mail. Mm-hmm. And then in the mail is his medal mm-hmm. with a little note from Charlotte, who, if you need a refresher, Charlotte is the lady who was at the high school reunion who Kevin, who had a casual fling with Kevin by all accounts on this end. And on I thought on her end, it was casual also. And then Kevin left but he needed his medal and she was heartless and wouldn't let it back in the house. Yeah. (laughs) But he gets it. And I, this is a tiny scene, but I think it's beautiful. And Justin Hartley is great. And he's just like, it's like all this relief on his face when he's like crying and he got it. And I just want to say for the 90th time, where is this man's Emmy? Yeah. And then this is also when we see that Jack is on his amends list. Yeah. It's really freaking sad and it's so sad because of how that how things were left between them like yes it's uh, heartbreaking but you're right like this whole ending it's done so beautifully like mm-hmm. I've never and I'm saying this as somebody who watches a lot of tv which I know you do too I have never watched a show that handles things so heavy in such a beautiful way that makes it like humanizes all of it even if it is like, I don't really think the show is unbelievable though. I feel like the draw of this show 
is that a lot of it is real. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, Kevin has like a weird job and like that part, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about I get, like I get you. familial relationships, friend relationships, thing, emotions yes. of the show are so real and so raw sometimes. And they do it so well. I don't know what, like, I don't know how these people did this. Yeah, I agree. Um, then we see Randall comes home and Jack thinks that it's Kevin and he comes downstairs and he asks him how the date was. And Randall says, it was fine. He says, actually, it was better than fine. We kissed. And Jack said, I'm sure you were a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And then cue this song. Oh, my use gosh. In this show more than once to build a home, the cinematic or- orchestra. Do you know? This was one of my like top 10 most listened to songs last year. I believe it because if I, I mean, I still use my iPod guys casually now because I have Spotify, but like still use it. It's probably on my top 25 there because I just listen to it and cry sometimes. (laughs) When I'm like, when I have a really like long day, it's a long song. The whole song is like six minutes long or something. I'll put it on when I'm in the shower. Just cry it out. Just cry it out. <laughs> Who are you? Well, oh. it just when it's when it and here's the thing is I have no like I have a good life, guys. <laughs> me too. Me too. It's okay. it just gets me in the feels so hard. Yeah. I get it. You don't have to explain it. We all know. Every woman listening to the show knows what you're talking about. <laughs> all I need is a bottle of red wine. Oh my god. Some build yeah. a home. I thought this moment between Randall and Jack is like cute and small. And then Jack's just like up. And I feel like, yes, Jack wrote Kevin that note, but I feel like he was waiting for Kevin to come home. Yeah. So like also didn't Rebecca though tell, like they didn't talk about it or was Jack already in bed? Like Kevin's not coming home. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think that's so sad because Kevin also said, sorry, like Rebecca didn't pass that on. Yeah. Not, I'm not blaming Rebecca. I just think right. that it's like a very sad set of circumstances. Right. Um, but we see Jack cleaning up the kitchen and he writes a note um, to Kevin and puts on the door. And then he's like noticing all of the like height markers on the wall of the of the kids. And like he's just being very, you know, Jack. Yeah. Um, and then we see him turn off the crock pot. Yeah. And it seems fine. And I think I remember the first time watching this, I, my senses were like, I, I was like, okay, what's going on? I'm looking for anything. Right. Yeah. And they do a really good job in that scene of him after Randall leaves of making the crock pot, like the light the crock pot, glaring. So I like, couldn't take my eyes off of it now that either. I've seen it. Yeah. 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 Um, and you and think then, everything's fine at that point in time, honestly. Like, well, yep. And then we see um, the couple at the beginning, this flashback, and George walks over to Jack and Rebecca's house, yeah. but it's Jack and Rebecca's house right. 18 years ago and when Rebecca's still, pregnant. And even at this point in time, his wife, what's her name? Lucy? Sally. Sally. There's another Sally, and I thought maybe they were related okay. for a while. Oh my God. Yeah, there is. But um, yeah. weird. Yeah. So my whole thing is like, you still at this point in time when they're in the garage, think that the offer on the house is from Jack and Rebecca doing like doing big three homes. And it is like the zoom out in episode one. It is like that good. 
it's just like so evil. This evil little head fake that they make you do the whole episode where you're like, nah, this isn't happening. It's yeah. the worst. So yeah, he walks over to their house and they're like, Jack's like, oh, hey, George. This part actually made me really emotional because again, like you just talk to your neighbors like that. It's very cute. Like and he's like, what's going on? And then Rebecca comes and is like pregnant and they're like, how's Sally? What's going on? Oh my God, thanks for this crock pot, which was like this sweet moment where you're right, like from the beginning where it's like when you're young and you're just starting out, you don't have things. And a crock pot would be like a huge deal right. to get. Right. Especially with three kids when you're like making stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, and George tells them like, you have to fiddle with the switch, but it's a nice crock pot. You know, it's only two years old, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Lots of family meals have been made and I don't want to see it go right. in the trash basically. <laughs> and I want to, I wrote in all caps, this is George's fault because it is, but I don't hate George because it's not really his fault. Yeah. Well, this crock pot, you have to keep in mind, this crock pot is now 20 years old. Yeah, that's true. That's also true. You know, because they got it before the babies were born when it was two years old already. So they are, the kids are roughly 18 now. You know what I think is weird too, that the show did basically head faked you for the whole season. We have, which I don't remember, is Jack drunk drunk driving last season? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. From the last season, Jack drunk driving. That fuse blowing is something that kind of sets you off because you know there's a house fire, Mm -hmm. like the fuse blowing in the three big three episodes. Yeah. You have them and this other house that they're going to remodel. So then you're like, oh, like what's Mm -hmm. going on with that? And then you have the crock pot. So you're just like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, And then. So we see the crock pot catches fire. Just got goosebumps. Um, and then we see these like beautiful insane flashbacks. But what I thought was so a detail I've missed in the past is one of the flashbacks is Christmas and Rebecca is opening these red dish towels. Totally missed that. Okay. She opens these red dish towels and inside's this tennis bracelet. But that red dish towel is the same dish towel that started the major fire. Yeah. I never noticed. I didn't notice that the first time. And Me I was either. Like, I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. I'm like, what? And it's like one of those things. It's just like, but so is life. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, that's all I could think is like, but that's exactly how it would happen. Like these little tiny, like every Absolutely. action, every action has a consequence. You right. know what I mean? And like, these were the consequences of these actions, like accepting yeah. this crock pot, Jack buying her these dish towels, like right. this, these two minor things that m- were probably nothing is what led to this. Yeah. Terribly sad that when Jack puts that note on Kevin's door and it's burning, that kills me oh I know and I know it's just like tiny and then you like look at their height charts and they're like I'm gonna start crying now my whole body is like one big goosebump but like it's just like all these beautiful moments and like again and here's me saying like I'm not sentimental but like having your house burned down and all of your memories like pictures and stuff sorry but that would ruin me for a while yeah yeah it I don't like there's really nothing to say at the end of this because it's just like it's like devastating and head fake not really a head fake but like the batteries from the mall that's why they didn't hear the 
fire detector, the smoke detector. Right. Yeah. Like it's all these, yeah, it's the consequences of these actions and whether the action, like the towels, that's not like a bad, you know. No, but it's but just it's like this of- minor, minor little detail to your life that adds in this, like it can be major, Catastrophic. Yeah. you know, and that's exactly how life is, you know, had Jack not mm-hmm. gifted Rebecca red dish towels, would they still have had a fire? Who knows? But like, that's, that's how life is, you know. I also think, I think about like, even I mean even nowadays like you have the um like on a lot of light switches there's like that like I don't know if it's like a breaker kind of or like a like switch off so if something happens it like switches that outlet off you know what I mean so like Mm -hmm. things like that yeah would that have saved them now you know like it's just it's very sad the whole thing is like devastating it's devastating it's devastating as a viewer and next week I like I'm like how are we even gonna get through next episode because Memphis was bad for me this one is bad for me the next one I don't even know because I would love to say that I'm desensitized to it but I'm definitely not because I keep crying like sobbing it's just I don't even know what to say about it because it's just really I know I know I don't even know how to talk about the end of it. And that song playing over top of it just is like way more. And you you know, like the worst part of that song is like they time it so perfectly. So the line that it ends on is, and now it's time to die. Yes, I did notice that. Oh yeah. my heart. Uh, I know. I'm like, I want to cry now. I'm, I'm like ready to cry now. And you know what made me so sad? That little dog in the, at the bottom, at the end where Jack like just pats him on the head and it was just like, it was just sad. It was just really it's so sad. Oh my god, It was gosh. so sad. Oh, I, know. I don't know. That was rough. It was a rough one. Yeah. Okay. So what was your least favorite moment of the episode? I didn't have one, but now that you mentioned the Toby thing, I'm just going to make it the Kate <laughs> a little weird. California. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Like because- somebody could have just watched the same exact scene could have played out and Kate could have just been like, Oh, what are you looking at? Right. Like, and yeah. Toby could have said, Oh, nothing, you know? Right. And then I she think- could have said, what are you hiding? Yeah. And like, there's an example of something that was supposed to be funny and didn't work. And then you have on the whole like a whole 180 where Kevin and Randall are walking down the apartment building like hallway and that did work and it's very funny I agree yeah yeah um how about your fave my favorites I couldn't pick one but I so I picked several okay but the montage of Randall and Kevin walking down the good moment the thing for funniest part yeah. right because I felt like there were this episode has so many emotions like a roller coaster of emotions um and then I also put the Sophie part mm. was one of was like yeah that was really high up there beautiful and all like beautifully heartbreaking I also love the Kate part and the ending is so well done. It was hard. It was really hard. Like those are the four things I wrote down because I was just like, and I felt like I had to write the Kate thing down because I never give Kate any credit for anything. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, but those were my four. So that Kevin montage, the end montage, Sophie and Kate. Those are my moments. How about you? I said the ending montage because- and I know it's like so cliche, but like this, like Isn't one cool? minute of television right there, 
like it held so many emotions and like everything like had a meaning it's like when you were in like ninth grade and like they used to make you read books and then like dissect them and like what does this color mean in this you know the the author is describing a green light Fitzgerald is using yellow to describe Jordan's outfit why do you think this is exactly (laughs) exactly but and that's kind of like how this is only it like yeah is visual and so like you feel it I think I feel feel a lot more it's visual and like not to mention I think adding that song over top of it it's just like a whole lot of I would argue like this and the head fake in the first episode are two of the best things I have ever seen on television I agree with that if not the best that I've ever watched no, I absolutely agree with that. It's just like masterfully done. Yeah. You know? And this is coming from people, two people that watch a lot of TV. Like I just, you know. Yeah. Guys, we're not like experts or anything, but we're pretty um well versed. We're pretty <laughs> we well watch a lot of TV. We watch a lot. We do watch a lot and movies. Like, but yeah, I yeah. I, so how about crying? Let's hear it, Sage. How many times did you cry? Because no one cares how many times I cry because I cry every episode. Believe it or not, I only cried once at the end. At the end. Yeah. I couldn't hold it back at that point. I was like, wow, did I really make it through this whole episode? And then I, the montage. Yeah. It just I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I did cry. I just didn't yeah. make it until the end. Um, I teared up when Kevin and Randall were talking in the the apartment building when especially when Randall was talking about like how fast life goes and then both dog scenes not when she gives Toby the dog but like when she um when she goes there and there's all the dogs and then when she is like talking to audio about how she can't adopt him and then I put from the time Jack is putting away vegetables to the end like I just like knew what was coming yeah I really forgot it was this episode though I, I forgot that it was so intense. Yeah, like, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I like, really thought we ended with the crock pot, like, doing something. Like, yeah, I like, thought that when it flickered back on, that was the end of it, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, what a so, bummer way to end. Because at least in Memphis, like, you're, like, happy and joyful for William. But, like, this is not happy and joyful. No. Um... So what was your pop culture pick this week? <laughs> Mine, I forgot to pick one. I'm going to be honest with you at first. Um, but then I remembered. So my pop culture pick this week, I am going to pick, and I can't remember, please remind me if I picked this already, Mayor of Easttown. You have not. Okay. I'm recommending Mayor of Easttown. It is a um, limited series on HBO Max starring... Mm-hmm because of Titanic, this is why I thought of this one, um, Kate Winslet and Evan Peters, who just did that grotesque um, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer show. Um, but I like him other than that normally. But it's about a detective. Um, Kate Winslet's a detective. So is Evan Peters, but they're trying to like solve some crimes that are happening. It's only, I think it's only like six or seven episodes, but they're pretty long. They're like an hour and a half each. Um, but it's so good and it's on HBO max and it's, there won't be other seasons. This was it, but it's, if you like things like, like true crime or you like, you know, suspense, 
this is really, really good. Um, so that's my recommendation. I thought I should end with something not super happy. So I picked Mayor of Easttown. <laughs> what about you? Okay, well, mine is like totally off the wall then. <laughs> okay. My pop culture pick this week is... <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered what it was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> My pop culture pick this week, in all seriousness, is a Sonic Diet Coke add blue coconut. <laughs> I love it. I think that's the okay. funnest pop culture pick. I was telling Allie over the weekend, guys. I went to Sonic for a little, just a little treat to get a to get a blue Coke. You know blue coconut coke well sonic sells this size they do small medium large and then they have this size called root 44 it is 44 ounces it's like literally the size of my head you guys don't know how big my head is it's kind of small to be honest i have a tiny head but this coke next to it makes it look even tinier i love it Cause it's huge. It's like the size of my, like I saw it guys. First of all, I'd be way more happy than Sage in the picture that she showed me (laughs) the 44 diet ounce or 44 ounce diet Coke. I was just trying to be serious. I know you were, Um, but I don't have a good serious face, but yeah, it was super good. I'm I'm very excited to try it. I'm very excited to try it. No. Yeah. Sonic is like the best. Also, I didn't order with the app, but apparently if you do order with that app, drinks are at half price always. Oh my God. I know. I love Sonic. I love a good corn dog from Sonic. <laughs> I Okay, listen, Nick thinks I'm so weird because that's what I order every time. He's like, he'll get like some elaborate, Nick, you have to remember, Nick loves Sonic. So whenever he comes to visit me, we go to Sonic at least once because it's right. like his favorite ever. And he doesn't have one near where he lives. So Nick is always like getting some like elaborate like chicken dish thing. And I'm like, I'd like two corn dogs, please. Yes. Corn dogs are people sleep on corn dogs. And let me tell you, corn dogs are the best. I love them. I don't know what it is. I do too. That's what my parents used to get my brother and I for the Super Bowl every year. That was our Super Bowl food, believe it or not. I love a good corn dog. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm talking about Pierce's house is on fire and then we go into corn dogs mm, corn dogs yeah <laughs> I bet Jack Pearson loved a good corn dog I bet he did too I believe it R.I.P. buddy <laughs> this is just my way of dealing with how awful the next episode is going to be I get it I understand God bless anybody watching this for the first time is all I have to say yeah for sure I agree but yeah all right well thanks everybody for listening sorry it was such a downer can't wait for yeah. next time when it's also a downer yeah get ready <laughs> i'm just trying to stay positive with how beautifully it's done i agree with you but it's like it's a rough one it's it is rough. tough yeah yeah i might all have right. to watch it in pieces so i don't cry. i know me too me too <laughs> um, all right everybody well this was us this was us bye bye